Hello everyone, it's me, I'm back. You thought I would just do one and done, just leave you with running backs and that's it? No. I'm serious, I'm doing this for real. I'm here, again. It's Wednesday. Kawhi Leonard just got traded for DeMar DeRozan. Man. Crazy day, crazy day. Surprisingly, that wasn't as big of news as you would expect. Twitter, probably because it's Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi Leonard just boring as hell. So Twitter's not quite as excited about it as everybody else. But, crazy day. So first, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode. That was awesome. I got a lot of feedback on that tweet where I announced I was doing the podcast. I'm not sure how many people knew that that was a podcast announcement rather than just some type of joke because I tell jokes on Twitter sometimes. But I was really, uh, yeah, I'm really about to be another dude with the podcast, so... If you fave the tweet, if you listen to the podcast, thank you. All the feedback I got has been awesome. All the you know criticism, even all the help, people wanting to do an episode in the future, everything. It was awesome. I really appreciated the reception, and if you listened, thank you. And even if you didn't listen, thank you for uh, supporting me. Appreciate it. So today, I'm going to talk about wide receivers. Um... Before I get into that, though, I kind of wanted to touch back on the, that running back episode. So I did have a tweet where I corrected my rankings a little bit. And by that, I mean, it seemed like I had Naheem Hines and Kalen Balaj ranked um, at 34 and 35. And really, they were just in that order that I talked about. I would definitely have Tariq Cohen and Isaiah Crowell over those two in the running back list. Those were more or less just lottery picks in Hines and Balaj. So after this episode, I'm going to be talking about the quarterbacks and the tight ends. That's going to be all one episode. And then after that, I'm going to talk draft strategy and just draft talk in general and how to approach the draft based on guys that fall to you and, and, and so forth. So that'll be a whole other episode after the quarterback and tight end talk, which is going to be after this. And with these episodes, since, you know, it is fucking July and we are 50 days or something from from the preseason or football I don't know my months I don't know we're, we're a long ways away from the season is what I'm saying and these and these ranks are subject to change and you know in your ranks should be fluid you shouldn't be so rigid on your ranks especially in July um, but some things that are not going to change my rankings really are just beat reporter talk and just kind of coach speak where a guy looks good in camp and you know, he's, Oh, this X guy is running with, he got the first handoff in in practice, whatever, so forth. That's not going to affect my rankings. What will affect my rankings is how I see guys being used in the preseason. And it will most likely more than anything, only bump guys up rather than bump guys down. I don't think you can really look at negative impact on the preseason, but I think you can look at positive impact depending on the, which guys you're looking at. For example, Guys that I think can rise in the preseason. Kareem Hunt. I think that he can rise a little bit higher in the preseason because I think as days go on, I think Kareem Hunt's value is going to decrease. I mean, I'm, I certainly think guys are a little bit more more bullish on him than I, than I would be. Um, but depending on how that Chiefs offense looks in the preseason, I think I might be, have a little, boat a little bit more confidence in Kareem Hunt. The Titans running backs as well. I think seeing how Deion Lewis is used, especially seeing how Derrick Henry is used, 
I think they're both of their values can increase. Um, I see Henry's value increasing more than uh, Lewis's. However, both of those values could increase as the season goes on. Um, Jordan Howard as well. I think seeing how good Trubisky looks with Allen Robinson in the offense, um, seeing how that offensive line looks, I think Jordan Howard's value could could go up. If it doesn't go up, it should. And Carlos Hyde as well. I think um, I think his value is going to increase as we see how good he looks with the uh, Browns offense, which I think is going to be good. So, for just some guys, for example, that I'm keeping an eye on and whose ranks are subject to change for sure. Now back to the podcast. Let's talk about wide receivers. Let me get my notebook. All right. So I'm going to do this episode a little bit differently than I did the running back episode. So with the running back episode, I talked about every running back in detail on my list in detail. Today, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to have a list of my tiers and rankings underneath the link that I tweet. Uh, But I'm going to just I'm still going to name all of the running backs um, excuse me, all the wide receivers. I'm just not going to go into detail about them because it's not necessary. Instead, I'm going to go into detail about guys that I'm higher on than most. And by most, I mean by most Yahoo rankings, most ESPN ADPs, and most experts that I that I see as well. So I see the wide receivers looking like this. So I see a solid top nine who are above and beyond studs, whose volume is there, who you can absolutely depend on. Um, after those first nine wide receivers it gets super murky to me and my values are not set in stone after that set nine at all I think that there's a lot of variables at play for those wide receivers after the first nine and my first nine are as follows Antonio Brown at number one DeAndre Hopkins at number two and those two are in a tier of themselves after that I have Odell Beckham Jr. at number three Then I have Julio Jones at number four, and a player that I'm highlighting today at number five is I have Keenan Allen. That's tier two. In tier three, starting off at number six, I have Michael Thomas. Then I have Devontae Adams at number seven. I have A.J. Green at number eight. And then I have Mike Evans at number nine. And that's where I cap my top three tiers, and that's where I cap my confidence. (laughs) After that, I'm not super confident on guys. I'm high on guys, and I have guys that I, you know, maybe like, but I don't love. And that's why, you know, depending on where I draft, I might be more comfortable making sure that I get one of those top nine guys for sure. I know there's a lot of guys that draft that really like to take the first two running backs that they can get. I have mock drafted a ton in July more than any one man should have mock drafted it's probably a problem I don't like where how my team looks if I don't take a wide receiver in the first two rounds so after this um well first before I get into the beginning of tier four where I strongly dislike having to pick between any of those guys because of you know my pessimism um, let me talk about Keenan Allen. I have Keenan Allen at number five, and of course, this is um, these rankings are for PPR. I take back what I said about standard. You're not wrong for playing standard. Um, I got some hate from my publicists about that. I'm sorry, but I still get the heebie-jeebies about standard leagues. I don't care. Not backing down from that take. Uh, so Keenan Allen at number five. Keenan Allen right now is probably going off as the number seven or eight 
wide receiver off the board. I think Keenan Allen is as safe as they come. He gets a ton of targets. He catches balls out the ass, and he runs great routes. And Phillip Rivers is still Felipe Rivero. He is still Phillip Rivers. He's still slinging the rock. Keenan Allen, I take Keenan Allen every year. I always take Keenan Allen. Ask anybody that I play football with, with which you don't know any of them. I love Keenan Allen, and I think that he is, once again, a great pick, and I'm going to try to take him in every draft that I can again. The knock on Keenan Allen coming into last year was that he's injury-prone, which I found to be extremely untrue. His injuries were not related when he was injured. The one, the one injury he had, for example, was like a kidney laceration. That doesn't, that's not related to your ligaments or your joints. Give him a break. Keenan Allen, number five, love him. The next highlighted player, number 10 on my list, he starts off my tier four, is Josh Gordon. So I have Josh Gordon leading off my tier four um, because... I think that his upside is very, very good. Um, I think I well, I trust Baker Mayfield. The Browns clearly trust Baker Mayfield if he's the guy. And if he's not the guy, then Tyrod Taylor is the guy. And if Tyrod Taylor is the guy, then then that does hurt his value a little bit. But I still have him at number 10. And I still have him at number 10 is because he's been he's been there longer than Jarvis Landry has. Obviously, Landry just signing in the offseason. Um, that does kind of hurt his value a little bit. But I do like the fact that there are more weapons around Josh Gordon, which kind of takes the attention off of Josh Gordon a little bit and I think Josh Gordon is an absolute freak and I think now that he's had a, a season under his belt and he has a full off season to get ready for this season I, I don't see why he doesn't doesn't not disappoint fantasy owners so I'm more bullish on him than most number 11 I have Adam Thielen number 12 I have Tyreek Hill there is a question mark. Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. Don't know what we're going to get out of Mahomes. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I I do think that Holmes' arm should be good. Everyone's all about Holmes' arm strength. That should benefit Tyreek Hill and his streaking ability. But you cannot say it's an upgrade from Alex Smith because Alex Smith was playing very, very, very well last year in the first half of the season. Anybody who watched football knows that. Number 13, I have Demarius Thomas. I think Demarius Thomas is still a beast of a wideout, and I think Case Keenum is a humongous upgrade from whoever, what the wet noodle he had throwing him arms, throwing him balls last year. Number 14, I have Stefan Diggs. Number 15, I have Allen Robinson, the second. Really interested, really interested to see how him and Trubisky looks. I think Allen Robinson is super talented. Um, I'm really excited to see how how he looks on that on that Bears offense. I think the Bears offense is pretty underrated. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I am a little worried about my uh, wide receivers for Minnesota, though, because Kirk Cousins in the past does not put up great wide receiver numbers. And who is to say if that was a matter of the fact that the talent that he had around him, was it the coaching? Is that just what he actually likes to do is throw to tight ends? And if that's the case, then that's definitely going to be a disappointment for Thielen and Diggs. But we'll see what happens when when the season starts. But I think that is something to consider. 
not enough for me to take them out of the top 15, but you know, there's pessimism there. You know, it's not, it's enough that hurts my confidence. So the rest of my tier four, I have Doug Baldwin at 16, Larry Fitzgerald at 17, T.Y. Hilton at 18. If Andrew Luck is there, and I only have him at 18 because we're not sure about Andrew Luck this year. If Andrew Luck is there, T.Y. Hilton is absolutely a top eight wide receiver. I would put him above Mike Evans. Starting off my tier five. This is where I have Golden Tate starting off tier five at number 19 off the list. Number 20, I have Amari Cooper. 21, I have Alshon Jeffrey. 22, I have Juju Smith-Shoe. And that is my tier five. Nothing out of the ordinary there. Those ADPs are pretty standard for what you're going to see in Yahoo and ESPN. One worry I do have is that Juju's production, if it's going to be consistent or not, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. So starting off my tier six, this is a highlighted player. I have number 23 wide receiver off the board. I have Chris Hogan pretty high up. His value is only going to get higher. So unless you draft super early, the earlier you draft, the better value you can get Chris Hogan. He's going to shoot up draft boards when people realize, and they see the Patriots in the preseason. Oh yeah. Chris Hogan's the best wideout on the, on the Patriots on a Tom Brady led Patriots team. What am I doing? I need to draft him. So his value is only going to go up as the preseason uh, continues. 24, I have Brandon Cooks. 25, I have Jarvis Landry. 26 is another highlighted guy I have, and that's Pierre Garçon. I don't believe I'm that much higher on Pierre Garçon than I am uh, to the experts and ADPs of uh, fantasy leagues. However, I think he's a great pick, and I think he's going to get a ton of receptions um, in that Niners offense. And I love him, and I'm trying to get him on every team that I can. I have him above Marvin Jones and Michael Crabtree, for example, So, who are my 27 and 28. 27, Marvin Jones, 28, Michael Crabtree. 29 is where I have Emmanuel Sanders. He could potentially go higher if Case Keenum looks good. I think he's a great pick this year, someone that people are sleeping on. My tier 7. Starting off this tier is where I have Corey Davis. Of the Tennessee Titans. We'll see what the Titans offense can do this year, man. It's going to be interesting. Matt LaFleur, at the at offensive coordinator, I really hope that they can make some really good things happen, and I think that they will. It doesn't mean I'm super confident in Corey Davis, but I think that that Titans team is going to be good this year and fun to watch. After Corey Davis at 31, this is where I put Will Fuller. He's not going to produce as many touchdowns as he did last year at the rate he did. That was obviously absurd. But I think he's I think he's going to be a good guy to, to plug in if you need to. 32 is where I have Sammy Watkins. 33, this is where I put Robbie Anderson, and this is a guy that I have highlighted as well. Once again, I'm not higher on him than other ADPs are, but I think that that's a guy that can absolutely, if you need to start him this year, Start him. Hopefully at a flex. Didn't have a bad season last year. Really didn't. And that Jets offense, while I don't love the Jets, I think the Jets are going to be bad. Robbie Anderson is probably going to put up good numbers. After Robbie Anderson, this is where I put Devin Funches. 
they did draft a wide receiver this year. The Panthers did, so it probably hurts his targets, but he didn't have bad touchdown numbers last year, so hopefully he improves. That'd be cool for the Panthers and Cam Newton and Devin Funches himself. 35 is where I put Kenny Stills. I have Kenny Stills above Devontae Parker because I don't want to touch Devontae Parker with a 20-foot pole this year. Absolutely not. Done with Devontae Parker. 36 is where I put Rashard Matthews of the Tennessee Titans. Rashard Matthews is a solid rock. He usually is good for a great floor. We'll see. He, you know, he's getting a little bit older this year. Um, we'll see what that offense does. He could be a, he could be a great sleeper pick. He's a guy that you know I used to love whenever he was a Dolphin, and he had a good year last year too. 36 is where I put Jamison Crowder. We'll see what happens with Alex Smith at quarterback for the Redskins. He's still their best wideout, so could be a great PPR pick. He's ranked really, really low this year. He's my 36 wide receiver off the board, and that caps off my my rankings of my top 36 <laughs> wide receivers. I do have some lottery picks for you, though. I like Alan Hearns as a lottery pick. He is now on the Dallas Cowboys. Alan Hearns used to be a rock in my flex position, I used to love having him on my team because he was solid for like 10 points a game. That's exactly what you want out of your flex. So we'll see what he does with the Cowboys because if you don't know any Cowboys wide receivers, that's okay. Really, neither do I. Cole Beasley, Tyrell Williams. Don't want them. Terrence Williams, excuse me. Tyrell Williams is a charger. So I'm, I'm willing to take a, take a lottery pick on Alan Hearns. Another guy that I'm willing to take a pick on is Cam Meredith. He was a very serviceable wideout for the Bears whenever he was healthy and played. Now he has Drew Brees throwing him in a pretty hyper-efficient offense with the Saints. One thing Brees loves to do is throw touchdowns to people who aren't his number one option. Like last year, Ted Ginn had a ton of touchdowns. Will that be Cam Meredith this year? Because Ted Ginn is basically a dinosaur. That runs like the wind. It's crazy. I'm trying to take Cam Meredith in my, some of my last rounds. So yeah, that rounds up my wide receivers. I'm not sure what time, where I'm at on time. Hopefully it was a little bit shorter than. Oh yeah, yeah, we made good time. So this is a little bit, a little bit shorter of a listen this time. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna have my rankings below, and I'm gonna be talking about quarterbacks and tight ends soon, um, and kind of give you a preview as far as draft strategies so if you listen again thanks a lot i really appreciate it send me your feedback send me your criticism i'm going to try to make this better trying to do something good with this um and if you listen and you don't even play fantasy wow i doubt that there's anybody that went through this whole thing that doesn't play fantasy football however uh i am trying to expand my topics eventually really trying to do something cool with this so if you listen thanks if you reach out and give me feedback thanks gonna be a new episode coming soon so Stay tuned.